Hello and welcome to the Hennessy Podcast. My name is Alex, the self-proclaimed host, and we are live with Nathan, our other self-proclaimed host. How's it going? We're back, and we're back in black, and we're staying strong. Today is episode 10. Double wow. digits. Double digits. We the made ghost it. Cast. The ghost cast is in double digits. Yeah. So per usual, we've got lots of cool stuff to talk about. A lot of car stuff, as always. And a uh, little, little roadmap for the day. We're going to be talking about the... What, what are your dream, no limit on budget or labor or anything realistic? Like, what's your dream project car? or dream build that isn't stock. The only rule is that it's not stock. It's not OEM, it's not factory. There are no other rules. There's no nothing limited on budget or anything. So that's what we're talking about today. And I've got a banger to absolutely kick this off and set this podcast on fire. And it's been talked about before, but imagine, imagine this. If I had unlimited money and labor and resources, I would be so curious to have and drive a twin turbo manual Lexus LFA. How sick would that be? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a cool car. It's a cool car as is. And here's going to be the fun part about this this exercise <laughs> is my perspective. I feel like you you really kind of sparked this in me. But my perspective is, if it's a masterpiece, kind of leave it alone. Right. But I do have to say, a manual twin turbo LFA would be out of this world. I mean, it'd it, be crazy. Yeah. It's like if you took the Nurburgring ed- edition too, so it's got the big wing and it's you know got the special wheels and the little extra bits. Yeah. Man, that would be so cool. That's is is that the best sounding car it's, ever? It's definitely top. Five top for sure, five, yeah. for sure. Top five best sounding cars of all time. Yeah, it's well, got to be. Yeah, and I mean, I haven't driven one, so I know that is kind of like a lacking uh, experience I have with that car. But for everything I know about it, and I've heard it in person, the only downside that I felt like that car had was the clunky single clutch. Mm-hmm. And you can like watch videos and hear like, wow, that thing is shifting slow. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was released a long time ago. and But you could still get new ones, apparently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lexus sold two of them last year new. <laughs> that is actually crazy. Yeah. Good for those guys. Yeah. Uh, what an awesome car. But I know. But yeah, it had that single clutch that was clunky. Imagine that thing with a dual clutch. But really, though, imagine that thing with three pedals. Yeah. Rowing um, gears. Yeah. With turbo noise and like double the horsepower. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, it'd be insane, um, man. That would be such a cool car. And I, I, I don't know. Is that even doable with that engine? It's such a bespoke engine. You'd really have to find a gearbox that that could work with that. I'm sure. It, yeah. I'm sure it's doable. Yeah, it's certainly that motor is certainly not built for boost. I would imagine, and it's super high revving. So again, this is dream world. Yeah. Just If you could imagine. The same motor with all the same characteristics of high revving uh, NA, but you know, just not NA. And and it, imagine it was built and you added a bunch of boost to it with turbos and it made double the horsepower. Okay, this might be kind of ridiculous comparison, but would that be a front engine F40 at that point? 
Oh man, that would be cool. But it's V10. Yeah, just in the tr- just in the fact that it's you know turbocharged, manual, raw. Yeah. Maybe not as raw as F40, but dude. dude, that that would be an amazing car. The LF, I mean, the LFA, that's that's such a cool car, and we've talked about this before, but it's just amazing how, at the time, it 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 was it was really not. I mean, it was a big deal, but it wasn't like flying off the shelves. Um, yeah, it's so sa- underappreciated. Same, same with the, the Carrera GT at the time, cars like that. It's so cra- that's crazy that that's even something to look back at that mm-hmm. the Lexus LFA, which is legendary yeah. and awesome. People didn't want it. Was it, was it ahead of its time? Uh, or ahead just ahead of its time or just people didn't know or maybe or? the wrong time. I'm not sure. I, well, he, here's the thing with a car like that. It's a, it's a halo car for a brand. And so a brand like Lexus, um, very similar to what the Audi R8 did for Audi. You know, Audi is still trying to establish itself really as a luxury player in America. And so what do you do if you really want to like make a big splash? Come out with a halo car. Right. And have people go, wow. You know, you get excited about the brand. And so I think it did that for Lexus. Yeah, I think so. But but the weird thing is, since then, they've had ISF, which I think is cool, but it, it wasn't ever that cool. Uh, GSF and RCF. I actually really love the RCF and the LC five hundred. Now that is probably the most underrated. Yeah, car. Have on you sale heard today. one of those? Yes, dude. It, it's it, it's a screaming V eight. It is, but it's really heavy and it's well, pretty expensive for what it is. And it doesn't make that much power, but it's NA and it's a V eight. So I'm not complaining. That's why I would say that's and just in terms of design, man. Have you? Just get up close to one of those things. It, it's unreal. And what's even rare now are, are the convertibles. But we're talking yeah. about a car you can still get. I know this is kind of like off track, but that is such a cool car. Yeah, I know. I think so. I think the biggest disappointment, uh, me being a Supra guy, right? Mm-hmm. A real Supra, you know, Mark IV Supra guy. Yeah. Uh, the LC500 chassis, whatever that is, that's what the new Supra should have been based on. And I feel like it yeah. was in concept. The FT1 so concept well, I, literally looks proportionally just like the LC500. Man, that's a great point. I, and I've wondered for so long, like, dude, they had the perfect, well, they had the perfect here, platform. Here's my only thought for why they didn't do that. And it just comes down to cost. For sure. It, it all comes down to cost and a table full of lawyers and, you know, accountants making the decisions. But at the same time, they literally could have had the exact same setup as the 90s where they had the Toyota Supra based on that same chassis Dude, with the same proportions it, yeah. and then the, the SC300, you know, the Lexus version it with makes, the LC500. You make a great point. Oh my gosh, what a missed opportunity. And look, I'm not saying that the that the Mark V Supra is trash. How much, what's MSRP on the, the Mark V? Like the, the, the inline six turbo version, like the good one that you yeah. want, it's like 5560. Out out the door, like if you really want to spec the way you want it, is yeah, it it's over sixty. Like, it's like sixty Gs plus. Okay, yes. so yeah. I just so I just looked up the LC five hundred MSRP ninety three, yeah. which I actually think you could if 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 the Supra if the Mark Five Supra was on that platform and it was sixty five to seventy, maybe even more. Even if it was eighty, it would be awesome. Yeah, I think so too. Man, maybe what maybe I'm wrong, and the, no, the economics I, of that don't make sense. Uh, but 
People are buying $80,000 Mark IV Supras all the time. I know. Well, and then too, and they're spent, you know, you talk about the Mark V. Okay, you, you, you're like 60-ish, six, maybe the 65 out the door tax and title. And then guys are dropping 15, 25 just to get it to where they actually wanted it to yeah, be. Yeah, right. So, yeah, man. Wow, I've never thought about that. But, man, it, yeah, the, what, what happened? Yeah, the FT1 was legit. It had the right proportions mm-hmm. and everything. Such a cool car. There's there's a lot of things about the Mark V Supra that I think are awesome. They're actually very modifiable, and people are making a lot of horsepower with that yeah. setup, which I, was one of like the the halo things with the Mark IV, right? It was like, wow, the stock block can handle a thousand horsepower with a single turbo. Yeah. So kind of same thing. It's still we're not saying it, the Mark V is not a cool car because yeah, it, it's it cool. is a cool car, but the, the problem is it, you can crack too many jokes at it, and it's not yeah. as cool as it should be. Yes, exactly. It it's not nearly as cool as it should have been. Yeah. And the whole like BMW thing, there was obviously cost savings for them to do that, but like why? It's the it's a supra. Well, especially when you bring up the fact that they have the platform for the LC five hundred, which exactly let's be honest, very cool car, but they're not selling hundreds yeah. of thousands of them, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, so yeah, why wouldn't you just use that and then you would think that could lower your cost overall if it was a Toyota, you know, if it was yeah. a shared platform. Right. That's really interesting. We'll have to look, I don't know. Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, but I mean, talking about cars that you could do something with, yeah, I would manual swap a Mark V in, in a heartbeat and put oh, a different engine man. in there. I've, I've thought about... What, what about a what about an R35 engine in a Supra with a manual oh, gearbox? Wow. Yeah, that would be really cool. Or, or just a 2JZ. 2JZ or um or LS swap it. LS baby. Yeah. Yes. I okay, so the Mark V Supra shares the same platform with the Z4. You can get the Z4 in a manual. Can you? I'm pretty sure. Now you're making me double check. But but you I know you I can get the Z4 in a convertible, right? Yes. What if you body panel swapped a man I mean a, a convertible Z4? with super body panels i wonder if you could do that then you have a convertible supra is that even i mean we we would make it work i'm trying to i'm just trying to think of yeah i i think that's in the realm of possibility yes that'd be pretty cool that would be cool a manual convertible Ooh! how do they not have a targa i know i was just thinking how do you gosh (laughs) the supra like toyota i love Uh, you guys i own a supra but I oh, know that's so that's the cool. frustrating thing about it, especially after you bring up the LC thing. I'm like, oh, oh man, you have the the platform I and know. the proportion yeah. that it should have been, yeah. that it was. Make it wow. Targa. Yeah, man, cool car, but super cool. Could have been so much cooler. What's what was more of a disappointment? The Mark, not okay. They're both cool cars, but let's just. What was more of a disappointment? Mark V Supra or new NSX? Mm. Now, again, I want to preface this by saying, (laughs) (laughs) just because I feel like we have to, we like both of those cars. They're both cool. Um, But the NSX was more of a disappointment. We've talked about this many times. The reason why is because, first of all, we saw it for, I, I, I actually went back to the first time that we saw the new NSX concept. And I think we had seen that concept car for nine years before the production car came. Okay, so 
<laughs> That's yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but the reason why it's the biggest disappointment over the Mark V is because originally it was supposed to have a lo- um, a horizontal V10 engine. Oh, right. So you're talking like you a, a, a Mura, Lamborghini Mura kind of setup in terms yeah. of engine placement. Um, and man, that would have been cool. Naturally aspirated. Um, yeah. That would have been such an amazing car. I get why they they made the move, why they they switched up that project. Um, I don't think it was the right one. And I think that it was premature. Yeah. I think they still could have done it. And it, and it, oh man, that would have been so desirable. Yeah. But can you still even get an NSX? Are they still making them? I think so. But comment below. I don't know. That, well, that's, that just goes to show how kind of off the radar it is. Yeah. You know, maybe it's the deal of a century. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We might be looking at that 10 years from now and be like, oh my gosh, yeah. it was so underappreciated. Well, because remember when it came out, it was a baby 918. Four-wheel drive, yeah. hybrid, yeah, um, hybrid electric. But now, car. like they, they don't move. They don't move right now. No, they're, although they're I will cheap. say, I will say, you don't, you don't ever see them. So that's when true. you, so when you do see them, it's like, oh, okay, that's there, there's that's, an NSX, that's interesting. Yeah. But it's still mm-hmm. in the back of your mind. You're like, uh, man, what could this car have been? Right. It's yeah. it's so legendary, like the Supra. Yeah. That's the problem. Is that the the first go or not that the super was not that's not the first go that made it legendary but the one the previous generation was so legendary that the follow-up is kind of like yeah i think now that we're kind of on this side subject with jdm rebirths that went wrong or right i think nissan actually got it right the best i'll with the r35 i totally agree. i think we're at a point now where the r35 needs to go yeah but i mean when it first came out it it was the proper evolution, you know. It went from in the '90s. It was the JDM awesome, you know, sports car. Yeah. That they evolved into. Wow, this is now a high-end sports car turning into a supercar, you know, type level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've had an amazing run with that thing. They really have, and I I think you're 100 percent right. I mean that looks like the next generation of what that car is yeah you like what preceded it it? yeah Mm -hmm. i I think totally yeah it's getting long in the tooth but at the same time in this day and age that engine is is completely hand-built by one guy yeah um and it's still such a cool car would i do i want one would i own one no would you uh i'd run one for a little bit but uh, i I don't i don't really have that it used to be such a big top list thing for me yeah. when i was younger but i think i would only be interested in one now if it was like crazy modified like 1500 horsepower but Would even you, then yeah. it's like it's very it's kind of generic yeah right yeah it's pretty saturated it's not, yeah still a very very cool car i yeah. mean yeah but it it's kind of amazing to think about um like the nsx the uh r35 the skyline and the the supra which is the most desirable that was kind of like the the pairing. Oh, Mitsubishi, three thousand GT. Yeah, where's that car? Mitsubishi needs a needs a rebirth. The RX seven. I mean, the RX eight existed, but I don't even. I'm not even. Let's just yeah. The RX seven yeah. needs to be rebirthed into like just a high end Mazda sports car. Mm-hmm. And rotary or not, I don't know, but 
It just needs cool. to come back. Yeah, I, I just want the um, what is it? The uh, Mazda's um six two six B. Oh, the seven eight seven B. Yeah, seven eight seven B. I just want that sound. Yeah, that thing is gnarly. Yeah, I, can't, I feel I feel old. We're talking about nineties cars, like nineties legends. I know. Well, man. I mean, there's still some really cool. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah, I mean the the Shanghai Auto Show had a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, that was actually. Oh man, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, moving on. I've got I've got a I've got a pick actually. Not, of your favorite? No, no, no. Of of. Oh, um, okay. I'm ready. Dream project yeah, cars. No limit one. on budget. No limit on I resources or labor. What is it? I thought of one. It's not as outlandish. Well, it might be. Okay, I've actually never seen this car in person, and I've. It's one of my favorites. The Aston Martin 177. Uh? With a manual, of oh, course. Oh, nice, nice, nice. And would I twin turbocharge it? I don't know. That engine is so glorious as it is. I just, but everyone knows that that gearbox kind of, from, I've never driven one, of course, but just looking at, you know, reading reviews and everything. Yeah, I mean it's a sing- it's I-, I would love to see that with a manual gearbox. Man, what a cool car that is. And well, you know what? We I guess we kind of have seen it now. Yeah. With the Victor. And the Victor, I was just about to say that. Oh, like, that's actually I feel like, like a dream come true. I feel like the guy who commissioned the Victor He is, had this conversation. He literally was talking about, man, what the heck would I build? If I had no limit on budget and whatever, yeah, and I don't know how much you paid Aston Martin for that five million, ten well, million, two yeah, million. The report Something was crazy, yeah, millions. But manual V twelve, oh my gosh, and that thing looks sick, absolutely sick. And unfortunately, it's gonna just be something that nobody ever gets to experience. Well, yeah, I mean, the guy who commissioned it seems like an enthusiast, so I'm thinking he's gonna. It's going to be driven, yeah. but by him and his family. If you haven't seen the Aston Martin Victor, V-I-C-T-O-R, mm-hmm. you should definitely look it up. Yeah, it's I mean, pretty insane, dude. Well, yeah, that's now. I would, I, I prefer the body of the one seven seven that yeah. design, but yeah, I would, I would have something very similar to that. Yeah, you Man, know, that thing would be crazy. So to cool, drive. and and it's a mix of the the one seven seven and the uh, the Vulcan. Yeah. So it's got the side exit exhaust. Yeah. I mean, it's that is a it's, cool car. It's old school, bad to the bone. Yeah. Yeah. That is a sweet. really cool car. I guess another one that I would have would be. Um, mm, I don't know how much more you could do mechanically to this car, but a manual um, Veyron would be really wow. interesting. That would be interesting. I funny enough, I don't really like Veyrons, but yeah. I mean anything manual. I'm I'm super interested in. So a manual Veyron. That would be crazy. I, mm-hmm. I'm not that excited about it just because again I'm yeah. not a huge Veyron guy. Yeah, it happens to be one of my favorites. So. Yeah, and and I I can see like that it is like beautiful to people, but I just like I like the Chiron a lot better. Yeah, but it'd be sick in manual. Both of those cars would be insane. Yeah. Yeah we can only dream i know i've got more if you if you want now that it might yeah come on let's get that juice flowing um well i just i think it helps for me to think of cars that like i love but there's a little bit of like what we talked about earlier just a little bit of disappointment 
Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. So my next one is the SLR McLaren. Yeah. Cool car. Yeah. And legendary. I would get rid of that engine. Um, it needs at least... I, what could you put in there? LS? <laughs> <laughs> Twin turbo LS supercharged? No. Yeah. I would I would get a I'd get a V I I'd, I'd get a hmm. What if you what if you could do a um McLaren F one engine in there and just go ahead and use that gearbox too? Oh man, that would be crazy. Um and so it would N A V twelve with a manual. Yeah. That would be pretty wicked. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you being the purist, this one could hurt you because this is one of your favorite cars ever. Don't do it. <laughs> I have Don't. to do it, dude. I have to do it. This is just, this is sick. So imagine this. A Porsche Carrera GT V10 with twin turbos. Oh, that's not as bad as I thought. I thought you were going to my all-time uh, favorite car. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, we'll get there. Yeah, don't worry. Honestly, I, I, I could, I could be about that. Also, one of the best sounding cars ever, just like the LFA NA V10 mm-hmm. with a manual. What I mean, just a legendary that would be a beast. car. That Absolutely would be legendary a car. beast. I remember as a kid, I was pretty young. I was, I was probably under 10 years old so this was i mean the the career gt was like mid 2000s right when it kind of first came out oh five yeah um somehow i was in shreveport louisiana with uh my brother who's a huge car guy and there was a carrera gt there and i remember very vividly silver inside the showroom and I remember looking at the rear tires and thinking, wow, those are really wide. Mm-hmm. And I was told at the time that that was one of four in the U.S. And that was really cool. And That is cool. Yeah. Even even at 10 years old, I was thinking, wow, this thing needs turbos. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just kidding. I wasn't thinking that. Yeah, but turbo. Yeah, it needs yeah. turbos. But yeah. Man, that is one of the greatest sounding cars, and I've always just thought, oh, my gosh. Can you imagine it with, like, double the horsepower and turbos? I can't imagine it. And you know, maybe you're just having an effect on me here, <laughs> but the more that I think about it, that would actually be very Porsche. Oh. And let me just let me just desecrate this car even more right now. Twin turbo it, and then go 993 GT2 like wheel arch rivet you know w- rivet oh on gosh. the side and yeah. make it like wider make it like a gt2 yeah. carrera wow carrera gt2 rs twin turbo oh it's gosh. got wider uh wheel track front and rear wow that's, i'm in for that that sounds sick that's cool with turbos that's yeah. cool but you know what we're basically talking about is like a turbocharged gimbala Mirage. The, gim- the the Mirage GTs yeah. are tur- no. Oh, I'm just oh, saying. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- yeah, what? Yeah. yeah. Um, but li- but if Porsche did it, I mean, no offense to Gimbala, I think it, I think it'd be like more refined, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it honestly it makes total sense. They're the guys who pioneer like the Turbo S. That's the king. Of turbocharged yeah. car. Everyone right, knows that. Right. 
Wow. Why? Was there was there ever a Carrera GT like race car, club sport or anything? Yeah, um yes. And now I'm I'm not the expert on Carrera GTs, but yeah. I know the answer is yes, and I'm just going to All right. Well, somebody email us at podcastquestions@hennessyperformance.com at and let us know that the answer to that question. Was there ever a Carrera GT race car, or GT3 car, club sport car? I can't think of any in my brain, but I'm sure there's something cool. Cause that car's legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a Zagato Carrera GT, by oh, the way. Oh, really? Yeah, that'd be the one I'd have. It's really cool with turbo. Uh, you, it doesn't have them. You, you, <laughs> I mean, you could, <laughs> you could do it. It's hard top. Everything so has to be that stock. You miss that. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some other like insane stuff. Like, okay, imagine this. This one's gonna kill you. And the, is, this is going to absolutely murder some people like mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's going to murder some feelings. So imagine a McLaren F1. <laughs> okay. Okay. I know where you're going. One of the coolest cars ever. So, to a lot of people, this is the ultimate pinnacle of cars, right? Manual, naturally aspirated V12. Honestly, I mean, it went 240 miles per hour like way before anything. It I mean, it held yeah. that record for yeah it was fastest car in the world a for long, so long time. I remember being a kid and at the book fair buying the world record books and the McLaren F1 was always in there. Yeah, but imagine <laughs> if it had <laughs> a twin turbo LS motor Why? in it and it had two thousand horsepower. <laughs> like if I had like if I was insanely rich, like I wouldn't be buying like five million dollar Bugattis and like. Koenigseggs and Paganis and whatever, I would be doing crazy stuff like that where it's like, yeah, this is so crazy that it like upsets half the people and really like ruins the masterpiece for some people. But for other people, it's like, oh my gosh, that's really cool. And that guy just doesn't care. <laughs> like he just like does his own thing and doesn't worry about it. <laughs> on on a certain level, when I detach myself from reality, from my own internal moral compass i have to respect that yeah how could you not because here's a guy who just spent 30 million dollars <laughs> <laughs> on you know one of less than 100 um you you basically bought a mona lisa and you chose to like you know do some finger painting over it over her face yeah just because you can <laughs> and it's like okay you know at a certain level all right, I, I respect that. But why? What would just because you want the horsepower? Or like I don't know I what would, that would do I would to want that car. It to just be so like on. I mean, this is like to do to realistically do this and not be a complete idiot. You'd have to have a net worth of like over two hundred million dollars to just literally throw away like thirty, mm-hmm. forty million dollars. Well, obviously, you'd keep the engine. You, yeah, I guess you could, so you could turn it back, it. but yeah. uh, I wouldn't, you know. Well, I would just like I would I would eBay it, right? You'd burn it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah, I oh my gosh, that'd be crazy. People would be so mad. And I would Including love it. Me. I would love it. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Yeah. And I would honestly I'd go to like the Texas Mile and go like two fifty or something. Mm-hmm. And that'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Wow, so there's there's some crazy uh, dream projects out there, but some of the more realistic ones that I've had in my brain for a long time that actually people already do and are somewhat obtainable 
would be I've always loved E30 BMWs. Mm-hmm. The original 3 Series, I think, was always cool to me. And I've always thought that an RB26 motor or a 2JZ motor would be really cool. So the R34 motor or the Mark IV Super motor would be really cool motors for that swap. Uh, there's a really cool, like, I think the guys are from Brazil. They did a 2JZ E30. Big power, you know, turbo sticking out of the hood. Really cool car. Uh, and I've seen a couple RB swaps on those. Mm-hmm. It's kind of one of my top, like, if I really had some extra cash, yeah. I'd do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I don't know enough about, I mean, I'm sure there's some BMW people who will not like that, but yeah, that sounds cool to me. A lot of people LS swap E30 BMW. Yeah, too. yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, we've gotten LS swapped 3 Series yeah, employee yeah, car. E36. Yeah. yeah, pro-charged LS swap employee And it's car. crazy. It is pretty crazy. It is. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's loud. Whoosh. A lot of pro-charger noise. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. See, I would do stuff like, you know, talking about, okay, well, this is this is somewhat attainable. Um, And this is kind of another topic, but there's a company in Texas. I, I don't know the company. You might know them, but you can get a manual swapped like 430 Scud scooter. Oh, right. The, the, yeah, that company, he uh, he auctioned it off at Barrett Jackson uh-huh. when we were there for the Venom GT getting auctioned. Oh, yeah. And uh, I remember seeing that. That was really cool. Yeah. Manual I, I, Scud would be cool, but I mean... How different is a Scud over a regular 430? Uh, I mean, it's yeah, it's pretty different. But I mean, and not that I know. Is it ex- worth like? Yeah, look back to the original. No limit on budget. That would be sick. Yeah, I'd love I would it. do that. And uh, you know what? I would love turbos. We've actually twin turbocharged a 430 scooter. Yeah, uh huh. It was a cool car. Yeah, it would be even cooler with a manual. Absolutely. Oh man, that would be a, awesome. a manual Enzo. Uh, I mean, a ma- yeah, a manual convertible. Enzo would be really cool. Yeah. Okay. Here's my purest brain. You'll like this. Uh-huh. So half half purist, half crazy man. Ferrari four five eight. Keep it NA though, because it's awesome. Mm-hmm. But manual. Definitely. That would be so cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't. I. I don't feel like that's totally unreasonable. Yeah. I mean. Man, how has nobody with gobs of money just decided like, I need this to be a manual. I don't care how much it costs. Mm, it's that car ca- it's, is so cool. Yeah, I mean it, it's coming, but it, probably because you, you, I mean anyone who like you're not going to get that back out of the car, what you put into for it for sure. It's it's money that is thrown away. Yes, and the that's, only thing you get out of it is your enjoyment of your custom project. Yeah, so that's pretty much why. Probably. Yeah, but I, I think that's coming. I mean, can you imagine a Lamborghini Reventon with a manual gearbox? Wow, that'd be cool. Reventon, that was a crazy car. Uh huh. That or, was like one of the OG Batmobiles. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that in the auto shows. I think it was two thousand seven. I got yeah. chills just when I saw that car. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. Any Aventador with like a manual gearbox would be a game changer. Yeah, you know, like that would be cool. That single clutch is so clunky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think Underground Racing is doing some sort of twin turbo Aventador. 
Really? That could be cool. Is that a thing? Twin turbo vintage doors? I I don't think I've seen any, but I did see that Underground mm. Racing was doing a some cool thing. Yeah. They they do a lot of crazy builds. We like those guys. Now that we're talking about um, Lamborghinis um, and circling back to cars that were sort of disappointments, the Urus. If you look at the LMO2, 002 and, and the Urus, man, to me, what a... Sw- like, if you, if they had... Just even if they had used the V10 from the Huracan, or a V... Can you imagine a Lamborghini SUV today with the engine out of the Aventador? Yeah. I wonder why. Is it must have been packaging or something. The well, V10 didn't fit? And they, they were just, they were never gonna do that. I, know, I mean, it's the Q8, it's the Bentayga, it's the yeah, Cayenne, whatever. Copy everything. Yeah, so smart on their part. But oh yeah, I mean they're printing money. Yeah, so I get it, and I appreciate it on that respect. And it it's still don't be, get me wrong. I mean, you and I both agreed that is a very nice SUV. Yeah, super nice. Uh, yeah, but if you had all the money in the world, yeah, I would absolutely. I'd put an Inventador engine in there and yeah, jack it up and make it like the off-roading king that the original was. Bentayga or Urus? Uh, Bentayga. I really like the Bentayga. Bentayga or Cullinan? They got Cullinan. Yeah. And, and and what a and if you're in that that tax bracket, what <laughs> a what a deal. I'm obviously not, but like a, a phantom is uh you're basically getting like a, a raised phantom. You yeah, know, for a lot less. So nice. I think that's such a cool car. Yeah. Really, really cool car. Bentega or DBX? I'd probably do DBX. The reason why I like the DBX, some people might roll their eyes, um, which I understand their arguments, but the DBX is um, a bespoke platform. Aston Martin developed it just oh, cool. for that car. Yeah. It shares nothing. And so the beauty of that is that they were able to achieve some really cool packaging kind of solutions um so like it's got incredible interior space you know the engine is placed just really really well optimally um for that that setup i think it i think it looks good i think the rear is kind of yeah it's kind of weird but other than that really cool looking car i i really like the dbx all right so here's one of the last uh swaps that i have on my list or uh, just dream builds i've always wanted a crazy uh i've wanted a manual gt2 rs basically i i I feel like it's not that big of an ask but you know if i was going to have my way i know that there's some people that have done turbos on a gt3 i think that's cool i know that there's people that do built motor turbos and big power on gt3s but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I would want that. I would want a GT2 RS with a built motor, bigger turbos, more horsepower, and a manual. Is is that basically a 935 with a manual then? Yeah. Or do you? I don't know the horsepower in the, the new you 935. You want the body still of the. The 935 is sick, but I think yeah, I think I just want a normal like GT2 RS. Just with, turned up to 11 with yeah, a manual Yeah, turned gearbox. up. Turned up with a manual. That yeah. would be awesome. That would be amazing. I don't think it'd be that that crazy, though. Because it already exists in the other platforms. You just swap everything and, the only, and turn the power up. 
Yeah, I just I don't know what is involved really with getting a manual gearbox in there with that amount of torque. I, I mean, I don't I don't know. It's yeah. it's like uh, theoretically, it's like yeah, that should make sense. Yeah, same car. Maybe it just needs an LS. Just rip it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's crazy. Nathan's rolling his eyes like in disgust. That is crazy. <laughs> um. But yeah. look, everybody, if you're listening, we want to hear what your ultimate dream project is with no restriction on budget or labor or honestly no restriction on reality we want to know what that is what you can come up with uh what certain combination that you would love to have uh an email podcast questions at hennessyperformance.com and we would love to talk about it um that's about all the time that we have for today uh nathan it was fun i know we've been talking about this for a long time but yeah it was cool to kind of talk some of these through and i'm curious to see the response from the audience same as far as man those guys are crazy yeah it's a running conversation with us um where we will you know just come up with crazy ideas but um yeah we look forward to seeing what you guys come up with and maybe revisiting this down the road yeah all right thanks everybody for listening we will uh see you guys next time make sure to hit that subscribe button Stay tuned.